Let us pray together. Lord, we thank you as we begin this new year. We want to start with this new series about uncluttering our souls, simplifying our lives. There are many things that have cluttered our souls. I pray that God, you will today speak to us, Father, as we talk about time. May you prepare our hearts ready to receive your word and to make adjustment, Father. I pray also your anointing upon Elder Edwin as you share forth your word. Give him your strength and your spirit's empowerment that make your word clear. And Father, you'll speak to us through him. We commit this time to you, Lord. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Good afternoon. As you know, this is the new series for the year and about uncluttering our soul. And the reason why we want to do this series is because we know that uh, life is complex and more and more people, especially you young people, you are feeling more uh, exhausted, overwhelmed. You are definitely overscheduled. You are dissatisfied. And uh, some of you parents are very disappointed with yourselves because you're just not uh, giving your family the kind of time you, you ought to give. So this is why we are doing this. There are four sermons. Uh, the next week, Kok Fai will share with us on how we can manage our finances better. Strengthening your relationship by Vincent and then in February, just before Chinese New Year, the eve of Chinese New Year, we'll have Fully Surrender by God Five. So this is the book. If you want to get it, Bill Highbells, Simplify. Now, uh, I, I want to show you this chart. Uh, this is my summary of why, uh, what I think, uh, the, the state that we are in. This is what I think our lives look like. We are stressed because I think it's because we have more responsibilities. We have family obligations and there are work demands. You have church duties. You have ministry commitments. You have household chores. You have a lot of expectations. And on the left side, more responsibilities, but you do not have more time. But in the Singapore context, more so, I think we have the problem on the right side. It's a problem of higher expectations too. You, every organization has targets and goals. You have deadlines for work. There are standards set by your spouse. You know, standards. There are times when we have to go for holidays. Uh, when are we going to upgrade? There should be a time for us to think about moving to a bigger place. Uh, how, how much time you spend with the kids, standards set by your spouse. The children need attention. Your, your parents deserve your time. They, they want care and concern. Uh, CG members also expect care. Church wants your commitment. And I think friends also want you to be involved. You, you cannot be saying no, not, not too many times. Uh, when there's an invitation for you for gatherings or whatever. But you see, I think that all these areas on the right-hand column, is, they're all important, and you really don't want to disappoint. So you see, we, there's a dilemma. Higher expectations and, and so many more responsibilities. And wait till you get married, and wait till you have children, and the lease grows. So this is the state we are in. Agree? Now that's why we are doing this series, all right? Uh, I want to say that uh, this is not a time management sermon. None of the four sermons uh, you will hear is about time management. Uh, we are not talking about simplicity for the sake of greater efficiency or productivity. So let, let's get it right. Uh, we are, uh, let me just talk about soul care first. Now this chart may look a little familiar because uh, in an earlier sermon I had a chart, something like this, but I've, I've just changed the content of the, the chart. Soul care is important because we have the stress list and therefore we, for soul care, we need to have the resource list. 
And I mentioned the earlier, uh, earlier in the earlier sermon that uh, stress, it, it is stressful because we have to, uh, but when we want to, it, it is the, it's something that we want and therefore it, it doesn't stress us. In fact, it de-stresses us. I'm just speaking to Boon Huat outside and I, oh, he's just walking in. I asked him whether he is ever stressed at work. You know, because he, you're, you're doing counselling and you're listening to people's problems and every day your job is to listen to problems. And he said, no, actually, uh, he really likes the job. And because he likes the job, he's never stressed at work. I was just very, very blessed. You know? So, you see, when you want to, it's never stressed. So, on the left-hand side, you have mental stress. Mental stress happens when you have too many deadlines and you have, you have targets. Every year, the target shifts. It's, it's always a higher target. Uh, physical fatigue happens when there are too many tasks. You have to duck here and there and you run around everywhere. Uh, there's emotional exhaustion when there are too many needs to meet. Everybody wants a part of you. Uh, on the resource list, you can exercise, you can delegate, you need encouragement. I'll delegate what I mean is that sometimes when you just feel very overwhelmed, you just pick up a call and say, I, I don't think I can do worship this week. Can you just um, stand in for me? You, you just get help like that. It's, it's a great resource. Uh, if you feel tired, well, you just need a restful sleep. You, you need to have a, uh, eat properly. If you're emotionally exhausted, you want understanding support, a listening ear, uh, some family activities, family time, refreshing times with friends. You know, I put that remark at the bottom uh, because, you know, I've, I've attended seminars on, on soul care. The only problem with soul care is that we, we know everything on the right-hand list, the, the right side. The only problem with soul care is that we need time for soul care. So you need time to meet friends. You need time to exercise. You need time to talk. And when you are stressed, you don't have time. So a lot of people know the resource list, but they, they just can't avail themselves to the resource list. So we are back to square one. We are still the same in the rut. All right? So what do we do? I want to give you a verse you don't like to see. Okay? And... I know it was switched you off, but just hang on for a while. I ask you uh, to just stay awake just for five minutes, and I will tell you, I will expand this verse for you. The key verse to understanding a simple life is Matthew 6.33. We don't like this verse. We get this verse thrown at us so often. It is a demanding verse. It is a loaded verse. And uh, it is the kind of a verse where we know it's important, but we know that somehow it's not really affecting us in the way it should. We understand this verse, and yet we don't understand this verse. We don't understand this verse in the practical sense. What do you mean? Seek first the kingdom of God, as if this is the, the simple answer to life. And, and we don't understand this verse. And we don't like to see this verse. Uh, no, you, you understand the context of this verse, right? Because if you were to read Matthew 6, 25 to 34, Jesus was addressing a crowd and he saw through them. He knew their hearts. He knew that these are the people who have real needs. These are the people who have very urgent concerns. These are the people who have very little control over life because they, they don't have very much these people have multiple needs and many worries. And then he said, don't worry, don't worry. I tell you what to do. Matthew 6.33. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these things, I'll take care of. So that, that's the context of Matthew 6.33. So I'm going to unpack this verse for you. And uh, I will tell you why it is so important that we understand this verse correctly and what it has to do with a simple life. Okay, when Matthew 6.33 says that seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, you have to understand that really there, are, there is my kingdom and there is your kingdom and there is God's kingdom. There is. And each of us, uh, God, no, each of us has a, a, has a boundary 
there's a boundary to our reign, and this boundary is determined by, uh, is determined by our effective will. What I mean is this, to the extent that what you want to be done is done, that is a extent of a boundary. My will is be done, and it is done. That is your boundary. And God has endowed each of us with a realm where our will will where our will is done, well, for, for good or for bad. And God will not infringe upon the range of our effective will because it's a gift. It is called free will. And it, He will not forcibly, uh, there will be no forcible takeover. There will not be an invasion of our reign. Uh, what this verse tells us, Matthew 6.33, is that our kingdom and kingdom and God's kingdom is just very different. Matthew 6.33 is given to us as an offer. You have your kingdoms and kingdom, and this is what I have. I'm offering you Matthew 63. This is, this is what it is. Let me, let me just elaborate. I, I know it's still, uh, it needs some expansion. What God is saying is this. You can continue to reign in your kingdoms and kingdom, and I tell you, it is, you can, and it is your right. Or, come under his reign. It is something like, I put here, something like SIA taking over Tiger uh, Airways, right? I mean, it, 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 they can just possibly confiscate your shares. Isn't it? Well, I'm offering it to you. I mean, this is, look, look at the state that you are in. I mean, it's pathetic, you know. Your shares price is like that. You're not making money. You're struggling. But hey, come under SIA. Be a wholly owned subsidiary and um, the, the shares are worth nothing much. I'll, I'll buy them at what price? And there is an offer made by SIA for Tiger Airways shares. So God is making us an offer, a Matthew 6.33 offer. But before we decide whether to take this offer, we have to know whether it is what we want, right? The first thing we need to do is, you've got to know what is your Tiger Airways like. You've got to know what is your share price and how messy it is. You've got to sit down with the accountant and, and know what is the true condition. Okay, I'll show you the, your condition now, right? Uh, this, I want to tell you this, it is not SIA that is messy, it's Tiger Airways, it's, it's not God's kingdom that is messy and overscheduled, it's my kingdom and your kingdom. And why? It is because our kingdom and kingdom is a conglomerate of selves. What I mean is this, there is, a, of course the list is much longer, I'll give you a few examples, there is uh, if you are married and with children, you, you, there is a parental self, your mom and dad. You are a mom and dad. There is also a corporate self, a productive self. You are an entrepreneur. You are an employee, an employer. You are a worker. There is a religious self. You know you are a child of God. You know uh, that you are a member of a spiritual family. There is an energetic, active self. You are a jogger. You like to, you like to golf. You want to play soccer. There is a creative, literary self where you want to just relax, go to the museum, uh, read a book, you want to cook a meal, you know, that, that side of you that, that wants uh, some time for yourself. They are all individualists. They all have a claim. They want to protect their interests. There is no bargaining, very little compromising. There, every member knows their right, so they will scream and protest to get their rights. So if, if you just want one day that, ah, you know, I just want to relax on the couch, listen to Beethoven, and before, by just lying down, somebody will scream. That, hey, come on. Friend, do you need your hands to listen to music? Can you please take out the iron and, and clear that mess while you listen to Beethoven? Can you do that? Do, do, do you need your legs to listen to music? There's a treadmill. How if you don't do that, can you just run on a treadmill and listen to music? Come on, there's so much. 
house work, please. So you see, there, there are voices, it's conglomerates of self, they are, they are not very united. Now let me just put to you in another way. Uh, uh, I just want you to, to picture this because it, it can be very real, okay? Let me paint to you this picture. It is a divided kingdom. It is a, a, a kingdom. And they are like dukes and duchess in this realm. And these are the characters, okay? These are the characters. There's a filial there's a son self. There's a family man self. There is an active man self. There is a corporate man self. Parental self, a social self, a religious self. Let's say that one day, one of you receives a call from mum. And mum says that, uh, son, uh, can you fetch me to the hospital? Uh, your uncle is in the hospital. No, actually, she, she can do it herself. Right? She can just take a cat. But actually, she just wants to spend time with you. Lah, and you know it. So you say, well, uh, okay, mum, uh, when? Just as when you say yes, the family selves complains. Hey, hey, are you your mother's only son? Every time... There is a call, yes, be you. And every time she makes a request, you've got to say yes. What's wrong with you, man? And then the filial son said, wait, I am the oldest son and I'm the only one with the car. It's so wrong for me to respond to a mother's request. The energetic self jumped in. Oh, how about oh, responding to your overweight body? Do you know how heavy you are? I want, I want exercise. I need exercise. I feel heavy. Then the last time I had a soccer game was six weeks. I won a game. And the corporate self, you know, you only have time for work, right? And the corporate self jumps out. No, no, no. What do you mean? It's not true that I only have time for work. I'm not the last to leave the office, okay? Everybody works hard. And I work hard for the family. I'm a senior in the family. And I want to set an example for my juniors. And so parents say, okay, Mr. Good Example. How about setting a good example for your kids? They only see you practically only the weekends, okay? And you're not shy about it. Are you proud of yourself? And the social cell says, well, you're lucky that your children get to see him in the weekend because we have organized five or six Class gatherings, he has not turned up for one. He has no time for friends. And the religious self has the last word. You know what's the problem with you? The problem is with you is that you don't spend time with God. You don't do your QT. That's why. And then guilt descends and the clouds then weigh heavily on your shoulder. Now this is a picture of the divided kingdom. Your kingdom and my kingdom. My kingdom. So many of us feel very exhausted, frustrated, because there really there are increasing demands uh, with each phase of in each phase of our lives, and but the time is always the same. And I think that the modern culture accentuates our sense of being fragmented. So I I know, family men share with me that they feel very guilty that they are not able to juggle their responsibilities successfully. They cannot lose their job, so they have to work hard. They don't want to fail their family, and they certainly don't want to neglect God. So they feel uneasy, and they feel unhappy. And, uh, you, know, you know what? A- another picture of what it is like. Okay, I'll show you. Our kingdom is like that. Every duke and duchess is like a spinning plate. And the solution it's, it's very difficult to balance all the plates. And you only respond to the plate most at risk of falling. So you go and you spin it, and, then, and you're always reacting uh, when, when there's problem or there's a near crisis or when your wife shouts, your husband is not happy, and you just react. And uh, the, answer, the answer to this life is not to have fewer things on these plates. If you want to achieve equilibrium and balance, you cannot balance plates because it, you will always be scattered. The antidote to 
A crowded life is to have one plate. This is the Matthew 6.33 offer. Now, I know it still sounds like, oh, okay, I mean, this is uh, still not very practical. What do you really mean? How is it lived out? I'll tell you how it is lived out. The Matthew 63 offer is life under one divine center and where everything is orientated to a new center of reference, a spiritual arbitrator, a wise monitor, an all-knowing God. And, but, so, when this happened, the individual, there's no need for the individual to wave the flag of self-interest. All things will receive attention at the appropriate time. And so, to put it in another way for you corporate people who understand this, it's like, all, there's organizational restructuring where all the departments now ref, report to one head. It, it's just like that. Uh, but you see, th- there's one thing that I have to mention before we, we respond to Matthew 36, 6, 33. We can't, we, 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 know, we know the state we are in, right? We are the, like the, the Tiger Airways, but we have options. We, we don't have to sell the SIA. We, we have options. We, um, we, we sell more shares, you know, uh, uh, more bonds, uh, what do you have to offer, SIA? Is your offer fair? So let's look at what God has to offer. This is what we have to ask before we consider the offer. Before we consider six, Matthew 6.33, we have to ask, what do you want to be? Do you want to be part of SIA? Do you want to be that kind of a corporation? So, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to, to help you to understand who do you want to be? Because the Matthew 6.33 offer, if I expand, I give you the small details of the offer, it is this offer. God is offering us when He say, seek first His kingdom. This is His kingdom. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness and there are great and precious promises so that we can participate in His divine nature. This is the offer. The offer of the one-plate kingdom, the, the single kingdom, the unified kingdom is divine nature. The ability to participate in divine nature. Put it another way, Romans 8, 29, that we will be conformed to the image of a person the Son, Jesus Christ. Or put it in another way, Ephesians 3, 17 to 19, that we may be filled with the measure of the fullness of Christ. Now you know your kingdom and your kingdom, what it is like. Do you want this kingdom? Who do you want to be? Because if this is not what you want to be, we don't have to consider the offer. I'm assuming that you want this offer. To put it clearly, God's goal is character, the character of Christ. The life, our life is the canvas, the artist, the Holy Spirit, and the paints, the paint on this canvas is are the colors in Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Let me read that for you. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, which is love, joy, peace, Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. So if you still find that divine character, nature, fullness of the image of His Son and, and this thing about destined to the fullness of God, you don't know what this means. This is what it means. This is the picture of divine nature. This is the image of His Son. This is the fullness of God. Now, I ask you again, who do you want to be? Does this appeal to you? 
I, if this portrait of the image of sun, the sun appeals to you, then Matthew 6.33's offer is for you to align your kingdom and kingdom to God's kingdom. And uh, I, I want to... Sorry. I, I want to now tell you how it, practically it can be fleshed out. I want to tell you that Matthew 6.33 works and how it can work for you. So this is storytelling story time. I, I will spend quite a bit of time telling stories because this has to be a practical sermon. You know, many years ago, um, when I started work, when I first started work, I had a lot of problem adjusting to work because, you know, uh, from Jurong to anywhere was, was okay. It was, you know, lectures at 10 o'clock, you know, and we, two lectures and one tutorial. Full, a lot of time, I read a lot of the Bible. I spent time with VCF, with friends, pray. Then when I started work, there was no more discretionary time. I have to leave the home at 8 plus. I have to report to work at 9. I have to work till 7. And I work on Saturdays in, in those times. And I, uh, reading the Bible became a problem. I was not reading as much as I wanted to. That was the second problem. I was always late for work. And uh, I disciplined myself and I mustered all the willpower that I can squeeze from this body to be on time for work. The results were very inconsistent. So uh, the senior partner of the firm, Lawrence, had had a chat with me that, uh, that he doesn't think that this is good just because I'm his brother, because everybody's watching, right? Uh, I agree. I went before the Lord and I, I finally had enough of willpower, discipline, and, and I went before the Lord and said, God, I, I really want to be a good testimony. I, I don't want to be late for work. I don't want. And I, the other thing is this. I've been thinking about how I can get back to good quality, quiet time again. Now, when I brought it before the Lord, my kingdom aligned to God's kingdom and the spiritual mentor arbitrator took charge. He made the decision for me, which was very unexpected. Let me tell you what was really the problem, okay? Uh, I am a straight times guy. You... You cannot put newspaper in front of me and not distract me. I have to flip. Even if I'm late, I will flip quickly. I will flip selectively, but I have to flip. And I've got to just touch the paper. Uh, all through my life, we had newspaper. All right? So, uh, to be on time for work, I have to leave the home at 8.21. I have to walk briskly. Seven minutes, I have to catch the train not later than 8.29 because after that, I can't get a seat. And I will take a 23 minutes journey. I get up. It's not yet 9, but because uh, International Plaza is a very big building and even though there are a lot of lifts, very crowded, very hard to get into the lift. But as a guy, of course, I can squeeze in. I need that five minutes just to make sure I can get into a lift. I go up, I'll be on time. But it has, everything has to start at 8.21. And I decided, and with the Lord's prompting, cut it out. Terminate the papers. Now, it's, it's easy for you. Right. <laughs> it's like asking you to terminate your handphone. Right? It's not easy. I, but I did. I did. And I said that if this is what it takes to be the kind of person that God is pleased with, I'll do it. I terminated it. My mother was very happy. Save money. And I tell you, in those years, in commuting from Jurong West, Lakeside to Tanjobaga or uh, Jurong West to Ocean Park, I finished so many Bibles. 23 minutes every day. I will be guaranteed a seat. I'll be reading, reading Every day, including Saturdays, just reading the Bible, spending time with Him, I finished Bibles and I was on time. I was in the, my brother's good books again. And 
You know, I'm, I'm going to tell you this, this, um, this story because it works. It works when you bring it to the Father and say, I, I'm not doing it in my own strength. I'm subjecting my kingdom and I bring it under yours. And Second Peter verse, uh, chapter 1, verse 3 and 4 says that His divine power has given you everything in life, or you need for life, so that through them you may participate in God's nature. Do you, do you think that this is good testimony and this is the, the kind of a life that God wants? Of course. And so, I will not only give you the will, but the power to live it out. And this is the offer of Matthew 6.33. And I believe that at the time when I prayed the prayer, the Lord gave me the fruit of self-control and then he, he took away that deep desire to touch the papers. All right? Now, let me give you another story. Um, I, I went for a class gathering last on the 5th of January. That was a week of prayer, but uh, it was a Tuesday. I went for a class gathering. I, I, didn't, I hadn't met my friends for decades, you know. These are few days. So we had a lot to catch up. And so they said, uh, hey, how about you, Tong Nang? How are you, man? Uh, I, I had heard from the rest, and uh, I didn't have very much to report on my life. I said, actually, it's, it's quite simple, actually. I have nothing much. I, you're still not married? No, I'm, I'm not married. Uh, so I told them, actually, let me tell you what I don't have for a change. Everybody is telling me what they have. I, I don't have a wife. I don't have kids. I don't have a car. Oh, no car? Why? I don't have a car. Uh, no, actually, I, I don't have... I don't have TV, actually. Oh. Actually, I don't have internet. No kidding. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I don't have these things. So one of my friends heard it, and uh, a female uh, ex-classmate said, wait, wait, wait. Let me tell you what I don't have. And she spoke in Hokkien, if you don't mind. You, uh, someone explained to Jana Han. She said that, um, this, this friend said that, Wa bo ang, she's not married. Wa bo kiang. Wa bo me. Wa bo tu, because she's living with the parents. Wa bo tia. Wa bo lui. Wa bo taba. So we had a big laugh. Now, let me tell you uh, if you think I'm weird, I want to tell you that I. I was not always so weird, all right? There was a time when, there was a time when I, I, uh, I did watch TV and I, I had TV. I, I went to the movies. In fact, I, I, to tell you that I'm not from another uh, planet, I, I had two laptops and I did surf the net. Uh, but every time, there were issues to be addressed. Who addressed the issues? I think it was the Holy Spirit because I would be convicted when I read the Word. I would be convicted when I hear sermons and there were things that the Spirit would be, be disturbing me and it had to come back again and again. And one of the things about having a laptop and surfing, you know, I mean, it's, it's, you, know you get a lot of nice stuff or, and not so wholesome stuff on the internet. Uh, surfing meant that I, quite often I, I, didn't, I didn't sleep early enough and I, I, I was just not rested. I tr- again, I self-control, discipline, you know, uh, very inconsistent results. And then I brought it to the divine mentor and the arbitrator to decide on this issue. I mean, I w- I'm really entitled to rest and to, recre- to have recreation, to just, you know, just chill out, just do something, uh, you know, that I don't require the brain. I mean, I'm entitled to that, right? But the divine mentor say that, cut it up. So, when I decided that I, I think I should not have this, uh, I got calls from people that, uh, hey, you know, some missionaries, uh, they really need laptops. Do you know of anybody who need laptops? And, all right, this is confirmation. Twice it happened because then I bought again right then. The second time, <laughs> second time I gave, I'm not going to do it again because I don't want to have to give it up again. But anyway, it, it was not a problem. Then, of course, you know about my... My TV, I was very convicted in, uh, in, in one of the sermons here about prayer. I was really not praying enough and that the Lord convicted me. 
gave up TV and it was not difficult. I'm telling you because it comes under the divine mentor who arbitrates and says, everybody shut up. I decide, give it up. And the Lord said it and the Lord empowered it and the desires that I have for certain things diminish and the desires for certain things then increase. And I tell you now, okay, not to boast, but I do now have a lot of time to think. I wanted thinking time. The working time is long. I need to think. I need to pray. I need to reflect. I have a lot of time to, for, for that now, and I could sleep early. And, and all this is working out really fine. Now, uh, sub- simplifying is not just subtracting, just in case you think that, oh, this kind of offer, uh, give up, give up, give up, give up. You know, it's very, no, no, uh, sometimes it's just to take on to. The Lord will give you some very, very good things. So, uh, one of the, uh, I, I do, like, like Chi Ming, uh, we, at the end of the year, we do, uh, do reflections. We reflect on the year past and we plan for the year coming. We, uh, I, I do that and I evaluated many things before the Father and uh, always to come up with some plans and then to bring it before the Father. And one of the things in the past that I brought before the Father was uh, when the Father asked me, who do you want to be? Who, not, not what do you want to do, but who do you want to be? And I said that I want to be a friend. I want to be a friend to people who need my friendship. I said, okay, because it is consistent with one of these things here. All right, love, and I will give you love, even to love people who, whom you think may not be easy to love. I, I will give it to you. I have, these, these are gifts from the Spirit, and I will give you kindness so that you don't feel like, hey, you always call me, always, you know, you, you, I, I would feel like that. And so I was. And one of the things that I revealed before the Father was that uh, when I read the Bible that uh, an elder has to be hospitable and all that, and I'm a very private person, you know, I, I'd rather be, have no friend. I'm, uh, I, <laughs> correction, take it back. I'd rather be very, uh, j- just alone at home, all right? You, you, you don't have to feel that you have to visit me. I, I wanted to be hospitable and I brought it before the divine arbitrator and the monitor to decide on this issue and, uh, and, the, and the arbitrator silenced the voice of that, that private, literary, reflective self. Just shut up. You, he will be hospitable and I will help him. He will have gentleness and goodness and I will, I will give him the resource. So in the beginning, then there were opportunities where I was living in Pearl Bank and there were rooms, hospitality rooms, and people started to call me that, hey, can you house this person and the person? It was, very, it was not very easy immediately. It's, it's not like that, but uh, then I hosted people for two days, three nights, and then a week. But recently, uh, I had to host somebody for two weeks. And I, that, that's, that's really the, the, the max, because it's, it's really like a, a big intrusion into my life. But I had to bring it to the arbitrator and say that, well, uh, you've got to give me grace. You know, uh, you know, somebody is like all the time in the house for two weeks and I have to be hospitable. Just help me. It was okay. All right, I tell you that it was, it was a great success <laughs> and, and they were very happy and uh, they thanked me and I think we are friends. Now, let me tell you, let me tell you the last story, okay? Now, I'm telling you the story because I want you to know that Matthew 6, 33 works. But you must. The Lord is always asking us, who do you want to be? I want to be a child of God. I want to be like your son. I want to have divine nature. I want to have the fullness of God. I want to be. All right. This is what my son looks like. This is what divine nature looks like. I'm going to give it to you. With help, with resources, I will help you. So this year, okay, last year in 30th November, I went on a trip to Europe and then to the US. So I came back on the 17th of December. Um, it's pretty long. It's almost three weeks. And so uh, there are consequences. Consequences are that uh, uh, all the appointments that I, that I could have in December is, will now be scheduled in January. All the, uh, I came back to, to 800 emails to read, to clear to seven stacks of files to attend to, to find out what, to sort out what is important, what is not, to look at court notices to see what has come in. And uh, it was not a pretty sight because uh, one of the notices from the judge was that a reply submissions was due on the 5th of January. 
and the second submissions was due was to be due on the 15th of January. Um, and in that time, every day, my, my secretary had scheduled in January uh, three, four meetings every afternoon to catch up. Uh, there were defenses to draft. Uh, there were meetings. I had, to rep- I had a status conference. Uh, uh, you know, I took, I took some, I promised the judge I would do something and I got to write out the report, meet my client, explain what happened, then tell the judge that I've done it. You know, so I had to meet that deadline and then there was prayer. It was prayer week. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then there was a class gathering on that Tuesday. And I, 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 did, I did feel a little overwhelmed. And so I cried out to God that, God, this, this plate is full. This, uh, I, I don't look forward to life. You know? And you have to intervene in some way. I'm submitting to you under your rulership instead of trying to manage 10 spinning plates can I have one plate? A full plate it can be, but can you just manage this plate for me? He did. He did because in December, the last day of December, I went to a bookshop because I was worried about this. Streamline your schedule. I had no idea what it is, God. So I had to pick up a few books and there's thousands of books and I just went to a column. I just picked up two, three books. They were good. <laughs> okay, um, I was, I must have been led like, to, to pick just the right books. And then a friend visited me in the first week of January just to say hello. I, I was not looking forward to that, but, but they came and but they gave me materials and they shared with me things that were really very nourishing. I felt very edified. Then I needed to do the reply submissions and my three colleagues, three colleagues, uh, the associates said, well, we'll help you. Okay? Everybody chip in. We will read all the authorities for you, authorities, the cases for you. We will summarize that I can incorporate into my submissions. And you went in on time. And then what about the 15 January submissions just two days ago? That I have to plow through notes of evidence, files, documents to draft that. I, and I got to preach this week. Then my opponent, my opponent wrote to the court, uh, to the judge, and they, they happened to be classmates, so a lot of favor, wrote to the judge and said that, well, he needs time. And the judge said, okay. It was extended by a month. And I could then take leave to attend to this thing. And I, I tell you, things fell into place. Really, it fell into place. And this is what I mean. When you take the Matthew 6.33 offer, it's not a takeover offer. It's not by force. First, you've got to recognize that your Tiger Airways is sucks. And that <laughs> your... And the SIA is a good offer, and I want to come out of the SIA. You just have to make the decision, I like this, I like this image and everything about SIA. I want to be part of this. I'm in. And the Lord is inviting us, is making us an offer today, the Matthew 6.33 offer. Who do you want to be? Now, let me give you a story of a woman who was a one-plate woman. She got it, okay? Now, I'm very reluctant actually to quote this story because Mary and Martha, Mary and Martha and Mary and uh, how, many, how many times we have from all the angles we have explored, there's nothing to squeeze out of this sermon, but let me just, just squeeze two drops out of this, <laughs> this story. You know, right, that the Lord had to by Bethany. The Lord always go by Bethany. He will, he will be doing ministry in Jerusalem, but he never lived, he never stayed in Jerusalem. The Bible will always say that after ministry, he will go to Bethany because Bethany was a place he was welcome, especially in this home. The Lord gave us two snapshots of two different kingdoms. The kingdom, the kingdom of Martha, and you can read that Mary, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things. Now, this, 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 is, the, this is the 10 plates and they are falling. The meeting is going to be over. The food is not prepared. Mary! And this, these are the spinning plates. This is, this is the, the Martha kingdom. But there was, there's a Mary kingdom. That's very different. I mean, same needs. They are co-hosts. She has eyes to see. She, she's mature enough to understand. She has heart to feel. There are things undone. But, but she, as she was listening to Jesus, she recognized, hey, 
the Lord is talking about something serious. This, today's conversation is different. I, I, want to, I want to know what she's sharing. This is serious talk here. So she just sat down to just listen. The one plate Christian, her kingdom under God's kingdom, fully at peace, not disturbed, not troubled. And she received and the Lord said, but only one thing is needed. She got it. She is the one plate Christian. I'll give you another story. This is the story of the Lord. Uh, in Mark chapter 1, verse 29 to verse 39, there is a picture, there's a story of Jesus going to the hometown of Peter and Andrew. They had just had a service in the synagogue. And then when they came out, Peter's home was just next door. She went in. Peter's mother was sick, so she, he healed her. And then nothing happened. Nothing happened because why? The Sabbath. You're not supposed to be doing work on Sabbath. And the villagers know. But at sundown, the whole village gathered at the door, the house of uh, Andrew and Peter, and they wanted ministry. So what did Jesus do? Uh, what, what did he do? He ministered the whole night. Because the whole town gathered, delivering uh, uh, people of demons, healing the sick and, and all that. I'm sure he didn't finish the work, okay? Because, you know, how many hours do you have in the night? Uh, uh, it was recorded that Jesus, uh, early in the morning before sunrise, he went to pray. And then after finishing prayer, this verse, Simon and his companions went to look for him. And when they found him, they said, Hey, Peter, but Jesus, everybody's looking for you. You know, we have, we have not finished ministry yet. You know, there's, there's more work to be done. And Jesus exclaimed, No, no. Uh, uh, let, let's go somewhere else. To, a near, to the nearby villages I, so I can preach there too. You know what? I, I think that while she was praying, just, just before the break of dawn, the Lord, the divine arbitrator, the monitor say that, the, the center say that, uh, don't, don't spend another morning. Uh, I, I need you somewhere else. Perfectly at ease. Left the things undone and he went to the next village. Now this is what I mean. <laughs> One divine center. And I, this is the life of Jesus. I've shared this before many times. Let's review these verses again. I said the last time in an earlier sermon that Jesus was busy, but he was not hurried. And because he had a God-directed life, all right, a, a very God-focused life, and he said in John 15, 9, 5, 19, truly I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself, or rather he chooses to do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees his father doing, because whatever the father does, the son also does. And he said it again in John eight twenty eight: I do nothing on my own. I speak just what the father has taught me. And again, in John 14, 31, he says uh, that the world may learn that I love the Father. I do exactly what the Father has commanded me. So before I end the sermon, I want to ask you this thing. Not what do you want to do in 2016. I want to ask you, who do you want to be? Actually, a better question is, Father God, what do you think is possible for me? Now, it's a better question because you are involving God. And I think it's a better question because I think, do you agree, that your chief shepherd knows the plans that are possible for you? Is it not possible that the creator of the universe, the Lord of your life, knows what is possible for you in 2016? Of course. I'm confident of that. That he knows it. In fact, he has an agenda and plan for you this year. Of course. It must be true. So I will pray this year, Father God, what do you think is possible for me in 2016? And I will go back to this list. Uh, no, let, let, uh, let, let me go back this, this one. Go back to this list. 
which is a picture of divine nature, the fullness of God, I'll look at this list and, and I'll ask, Father, what, what is possible here for me? Now, how, how do you know? Well, uh, you, you can start by asking your wife, all right? Then, uh, you know, Joanne, what, what, what do you think is possible for me? John could be asking, and Joanne should not be saying all nine, okay? No, <laughs> please be kind to him. That, well, John, I think you need, you need to be more self-controlled. And then, then he will go back to God and to get a confirmation from God. Uh, my wife sends this. Can, can you confirm it? And if God confirms it, then you say, okay, God, I'm bringing my kingdom now under your kingdom. If this is what you want, and this, is, this will enable me to be more like your son, this is what I want. I'm bringing before you. Open up possibilities. Whatever needs to be, knock off the plate, take it off, and give me the ability to just win it off. Whatever needs to be put on plate, I receive by your strength, I will take. This is grace. This is gift. And I'll, I'll do that. And so we need to ask, what does God think is possible for me? And I'll go back to the earlier three verses and I, I want to r- repeat this Matthew 6.33 offer. Under His reign and in His rule, He will give you the desire to be like Christ. If you agree, to this takeover offer and he will supply you with everything you need to be like him. Because Philippians 2.13 says that it is God who then, if you want it, he will work in you to will it and to act it up. Hebrews 13.20.21 says that then the, this God of peace, so there will be no quarreling, no, no squabbling, this God of peace will equip you with everything good so that he may he will work in us what is pleasing to Him. It's a very good offer. The Matthew 6.33 offer is a very good offer. But of course, if you are very pleased with your life, if your kingdom is in order, okay, then there'll be another time. But, but I seriously ask you to consider this offer because it is a good offer. And I want to give you one last picture. Now this is a picture of a unified life. Many branches, lots of leaves, a lot of decisions, fruits, duties, responsibilities, things to do, but there is a single trunk, there is one call. It is the picture of a life in Christ. It is the planting of the Lord. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 7 and 8. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, the one plate Christian, whose confidence is in Him because He brings His kingdom and kingdom under God. They will be like a tree planted by the waters that sends out its roots by the streams. It does not fear when heat comes. It leaves its leaves are always green. It has no worry in the year of drought and never fail to bear fruit. This is a tremendous promise. And I want you to consider it. I'm telling you, it works. And I ask the musicians to come forward. They will take a, a minute to prepare themselves. But I want you to pray with me because I want you to consider God's offer today. And the Lord is asking you today, who do you want to be? Or maybe you should ask God, for the next 50 weeks of 2016, what do you think is possible for me? Come, let's pray. Let's commit. It is still the beginning of the year. It's not late to make resolutions. I don't, I don't want you to be discouraged. I know that some of you, mothers and fathers, are, are feeling very frustrated. Uh, maybe you are coming before God uh, this end of the second week and, and you are 
just telling God, I, I want to really be a better father and a mother. I, I, I want to be, I want to be who you want me to be. And God is saying that I, I see your desire to be more Christ-like in your parenting and I, I'm going to give you some fruits. Fruits of patience with your children, fruits of love for your kids. And I will give you uh, more capacity to deal with the other things in your life. Some things which you think are important, they, they will fade away more easily than, than, than you think it, they will be. And I will, I will put in you new desires and new priorities. And, and what, what was difficult last year, they will be easy this year because this is what I do. The uncluttering is done by me. The rescheduling is done by me and the empowering is definitely from the Holy Spirit. Come, let's, let's come to God in prayer. Father, you ask us who we want to be and our response is this, that we want to be like Christ in this life. Jesus was always... Uh, Jesus was busy, but... We, need, we, we know He was God-centered. His steps were ordered by you. And God, we want to have this God-first life. So please order our steps. We pray that uh, we, will, we will want what you want. There will be a joyful, joyful communion with the, the divine center. And we will have the faith to see everything in the light of your governance we will have abiding peace. We will have the ability to walk cheerfully in the power of the Holy Spirit, not, not sad and, and scattered and, and frustrated. We, we, we know, Lord, that there are not many things that we have to keep in mind. In fact, just one, to be attentive to the voice of the shepherd. There are not many decisions we have to make. Actually, just one, to first seek your kingdom. There are not many tasks we have to do, actually just one, to obey you in all things. So Father, you know what is possible for me. Can you plant a particular seed in us every day because you know, only you know, that in the weeks and in the months to come, we will need that particular crop of goodness that will come from the seed we plant today. So do your work in us. Jesus, be the centre of our lives. We thank you for hearing our prayers. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's respond to God with the song. Let's rise. Jesus, be the centre of it all. Jesus be the center of it all From beginning to the end It will always be, it's always be you, Jesus 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 be the center of it all Jesus be the center of it all From beginning to the end It will always be, it's always been you, Jesus And Jesus, nothing else is better
personal conversation between you and the divine mentor. thank you for speaking to us this afternoon thank you for offering your kingdom for us it's not just your kingdom Lord you offer your life you died for us you redeem us and invite us into the kingdom submit ourselves willingly to you the king and we thank you for that and God we want to trust you as we seek first your kingdom and your righteousness trust you for your promise that all these things, the concerns we have, the things that we desire, all these things shall be added to us. And we claim it, Lord. And we thank you. Help us, Lord, to remember the decisions, the things that we are submitted to you, the things that we have prayed for you, prayed to you, with you what's possible for us. That God, I pray that you will enable us this year. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' most precious name, we pray. Amen. God bless you.